Last spring and summer during my sabbatical, this congregation had the extraordinary privilege of hearing the preaching of the extraordinary Reverend Michael Slack. During one of his sermons, Michael asked you to write down on a three by five card your thoughts about our journey of transformation into a multiracial, multicultural, justice-making congregation. Your responses were thoughtful, deeply felt, and diverse. Here's a small sampling. Transformation is engaging with the world, not just one safe, small group. Transformation is fun because I get to know and appreciate and learn from people who embody different ways of knowing. I'm excited we are trying to transform. It's good for us. I still don't know if we're ready because change is hard and routine is comforting. I feel joy, such potential for beautiful harmony. Who is not in the room? Who should be? When I try to question what it means to be white and join in community with people of other races, I find myself struggling to see through the shame that comes up. I'm scared of hurting or tokenizing or fetishizing or ignoring people of color and people that are radically different from me. I also know that that fear leads me to doing exactly some of those things. I am skeptical. We also need to be very mindful of the needs of our current members and not focus so much on serving an as yet non-existent community. Of course we should be welcoming to all who come, but as a majority white religion, it's kind of self-centered to think they should be coming particularly because those who are here end up teaching us racist white folks. Many people of color don't want to take that on, and, and that's okay. So, of course, we have to work on being accessible, anti-racist, anti-oppressing, but will that result in an actually multicultural, diverse community? I feel anxieties over transformation. I'm hopeful that First Parish does not transform away from a place I like to attend. I want transformation without losing sight of familiarity. A place like this welcomes you and waits for you to be ready. That is beautiful. That is necessary. We need to let go of unintentional arrogance, of being right, and sure. Honest, open dialogues will get messy, but ultimately call us to action. It takes grit and bravery on the part of many members of a community to impact community-wide transformation. I have privilege of race and class and able body and language. I would like to share that privilege in a way that is respectful and compassionate and welcomed, and I have no idea how. Change is stressful and it's scary, but there is so much joy in overcoming that fear and finding yourself more fulfilled even than you hoped you could be. A true transformation is a beautiful risk. 
a beautiful risk. That could have been the title of this sermon. And here's what Michael had to say. Transformation, building beloved community, is not about what other people do or how engaged other people can become. Transformation is an invitation to see ourselves in a new way. It's an invitation for us to do things differently. How do we do it, Michael asked? One breath at a time, one awkward and uneasy moment at a time, one thought, perhaps created by fear but carried through by hope at a time. Faith, Dr. King told us, is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. You and I are on an amazing, exciting, and perilous journey together. A half century ago, Dr. King complained that 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning was the most segregated hour in America. And not much has changed since then. Intentionally, multiracial, multicultural congregations remain a rarity because change is hard and scary and slow. Why bother? Why even try? Because we live in a multiracial, multicultural world. America is changing. Cambridge is changing. In less than three decades, white people will be a minority in the United States. Already more than a third of Cambridge residents identify as Asian or Pacific Islander, black, Hispanic, or multiracial, up from one-fourth just 20 years ago. Now, First Parish in Cambridge could have remained an island of whiteness, culturally, in a multiracial, multicultural city, in a multiracial, multicultural nation, in a multiracial, multicultural world. Instead, this congregation chose to embrace the diversity around us and to strive to reflect it. Because human experience is different. People of diverse colors, classes, and cultures are different. And, and, we are one. As a church, as a nation, as a people, if we let our differences divide us, we will perish. We know that race is an illusion, but racism is not. Michael Brown, Eric Garner, Tamir Rice. The Black Lives Matter movement calls us to greater understanding, to healing, to truth and reconciliation across boundaries of color, class, and culture. We cannot do this work without relationships. 
and where better to build relationships than in a covenanted community consecrated to justice and spiritual work. Diversity we can count with numbers. Transformation is a matter of consciousness. But they are deeply interconnected. White people can and must do our own work. We must talk with each other, tell our stories, and not depend upon the generosity or the patience or the endurance of people of color to explain things to us we still don't get. And, and there is a limit to the work white people can do by ourselves alone because we learn from other people's stories. We learn from relationship. We learn from being challenged by people who do not share our assumptions or our sense of entitlement. What's in it for people of color? Latinos, Latinas, multiracial people, people of non-dominant cultures. Well, I cannot speak for you. But I know because some of you have told me that some of you, some of you share this beautiful, improbable, subversive dream of beloved community. Beyond borders, sin fronteras, in which mutual transformation is not only possible, but sacramental. As Michael said last July, we cannot become true human beings for ourselves and for each other without story. To find ways to tell it, to share it, to create it, to encourage it, allows a deep opening to take place. Back in 2008, just weeks after you called me as your senior minister, I was privileged to hear Tequina Boston of the Unitarian Universalist Association speak at our General Assembly. She told us that for intentionally multiracial, multicultural congregations, it takes a decade or longer for a sustainable shift to take hold. Frustration, she said, frequently sets in within three to five years. Tequina offered eight lessons to congregations bold enough to undertake this journey. One, diversity of membership requires diversity of ministry. Two, multiracial, multicultural ministry and membership must be integral to the larger mission and ministry of the congregation. Three, growing a multiracial, multicultural congregation must be intentional. Every aspect of congregational life must reflect multicultural diversity. Four, there must be diversity in worship. For Unitarian Universalists, this means learning how to mix it up, to translate Unitarian Universalism in music, movement, story, imagery, and ritual delivered in the cultural languages of the communities of which we are a part. Five, the staff and leadership of the congregation must reflect the diversity the congregation wants to attract. Leaders must hold the vision and mission and model multicultural competency for the congregation. Six, 
I love this one. The congregation, especially staff and lay leaders, must be in continuous learning mode. Continuous learning mode. Seven, there must be intentional outreach to the community and ministries that are relevant to the community. Eight, multiracial, multicultural congregations must be able to meaningfully engage the realities of race and racism in the congregation and the larger community. The organization Spirit in Action recently published a guide to working in diverse groups. Unitarian Universalist Paula Cole-Jones, who led our workshop here three years ago on building multicultural community and partnerships, helped write this guide. Its suggestions are very simple and very powerful. Work from your heart. Stay present. Slow down. Listen deeply to yourself and others. Ask questions before making assumptions. Learn to hold the contradictions. Practice letting go. Strong feelings do not necessarily constitute an emergency. Agree to disagree. You don't have to agree with everything. Find your voice and make sure there is room for others to find their voices. Laugh and have fun together. It's not about being careful with one another. It's about being mindful. So what does transformation mean? It means opening our hearts. It means feeling what we feel. It means admitting our mistakes. It means listening to each other's stories. It means being willing to be changed by one another. It means staying in relationship through discomfort. It means staying on the path, remembering how far we have come together and finding joy in the journey. Amen, Ashe, and blessed be.